Human. Human being. Beep boop. I am human. <laughs>
most likely the creators of long-lasting institutions. Yeah, they, they are kind of a product of their lifespan. Many other beings in this will have much longer lifespans than humans. Humans live under a century. So if they want to achieve kind of great things, they have to work together. Yeah. And they have to build on top of the achievements of those who come before. Yeah. So that's what motivates like most of these long-lasting institutions of these kingdoms and banks. <laughs> yeah, kingdoms, banks, temples, religions, any kind of institution really that you might come into contact with. Something that with. needs to be spread far and something that needs to be built over a long period of time. This is something that humans are a good candidate for. They also tend to be the most ambitious, whereas the other races that we'll get into, they, they tend to keep their heads down and focused on a certain attribute or trait or goal. Maybe they want to bring glory to their clan. Maybe they will see like far beyond the, the sight of mortal men and they, they want to make sure that this world lasts forever and they've got a real strong sight on it. Humans are selfish. Mm. And even if that selfishness is put to good, it tends to result in ambition. Yeah, so they're like stars that burn bright and die fast. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So when creating humans in your world, it can be a good idea to have ethnicities and names in your head. Yeah, that like these can be quite different, that like not everybody has to have a... Yeah, you know, human sounding name doesn't have to be Dave. like <laughs> Yeah, right, like oh this is just something that like I'm super familiar with. They're like people that I went to school with. Yeah. Right? It, it can be things that are quite different just because I mean that's yeah, people, I mean, there's baby. plenty of naming people everywhere all around the world that yeah. you can use to inspire yourself. If you are using another culture, try not to rip it off wholesale, because it can just Feel it can come bit. off as like a little bit um just just cheap un uninventive even like not even talking about being pc or anything obviously be respectful but it can just it can just feel cheap if you just have it's china yeah fantasy in china D &D. yeah there, there's nothing wrong with taking some inspiration i mean we live in china so like that will seep into our games from time to time and stuff but if you just have a caricature of Chinese culture, it can just be a bit boring, a bit cheap, a bit two-dimensional. Mm -hmm. So even from a purely selfish standpoint, mix it up. Try and take inspiration from places and create something of your own. Yep, and this can be like, so in terms of humans, I think like yeah, any TV show from any era, any movie that you've ever seen can be a source of inspiration for like, <laughs> yeah, what are people much. like. Now there's rules that come with all of these. Yeah, so let's dive into the traits. What do you actually get? <laughs> What's my stuff? Humans are super, super cool because they get a plus one to every ability. This is why they are the most popular race in Adventurer's Guild, I think it is. Human Warrior is the most popular and character. competitive D&D. Yeah. That, you, that exists. Everything goes, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything goes up by one, so you, you get six free points, which... I personally don't like it too much because if you're being a wizard, you don't need the extra strength too much, but it still helps. Yeah. Mathematically, it's the best. Yeah. I mean, like, there's nothing you can go wrong with, like, getting more stats for everything. Yeah. You, there's also a variant. If you're playing with feats, you can have two ability scores 
increased by one, and you gain a feat of your choice. So you start off with a feat. This can right. be quite a cool thing. Just like with the leveling up me mechanic of being able to choose ability scores versus feats, you have that for humans as well. Yeah, just humans. Humans, they, well, they live as long as we do. That's pretty simple. Yeah. It gives you some suggestions for alignments as well. They tend towards no particular alignment because humans are vanilla. Yeah, <laughs> variety. Yeah, yeah, I mean, humans will be your canvas for which you can paint anything. Humans are human-sized. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're medium. Yeah, I mean, look around, look at the table, look at uh, everyone looking at you. Yeah. That's how, uh, that's how big humans to are. Ju from just under five feet to just over six feet. Yeah. That's You'll all die at 60. Really yep. <laughs> <laughs> Your speed is 30, and you can speak, read, and write common and one extra language of your choice. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, you get one language. Yeah, this is an option to use it for something flavorful. Learn a language that maybe your home in-game is near. Maybe you live near, like, the woodland realms. It makes sense Learn because Elvish. I feel like humans are ambitious in terms of trade, and they're usually the centers of, like, cultural organization for things. So, like, yeah, like, you'll probably interact with another kind of group of yeah, races. Yeah, humans find out other races. Humans yeah. are kind of the bridge between other races. So you probably ways. learn a language for the same reason that regular humans learn languages, is to do business. Yeah, what is also cool is it does explicitly say that humans like to sprinkle their language with little bits of other languages. So like orc curses or elvish musical expressions. That is something Dwarvish I've never considered. military <laughs> phrases, which I think is really cool. So like that, that gives you a reason to maybe understand a little bit, maybe just like a word or two. Yeah. But in a key moment, if a dwarf captain that you're fighting alongside screams something, you're like... I know what he's saying, he wants me to attack, or he wants me to run away. Like, yeah. You just know it, because it's just part of your culture. Kind of like when you find French sprinkled into English, or like a German word here or there. Yeah. Those kind of things. You only know the curse words <laughs> of like a particular language. Yeah, exactly. So that's humans. They're vanilla. They are pretty vanilla. Yeah, nothing pretty wrong with cool. that. Nothing wrong with that. Next, we're going to talk about elves. The graceful <laughs> ones of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're, yeah, slender, graceful, live for fucking ever. Yeah, what is the lifespan of the average They're doll? not immortal in D&D. D&D explicitly gives a time frame of over 700 years. They can live to be about 750, so they do die. Naturally, yeah. unlike some it's like other elves, ten times the lifespan. Yeah, of it's just like way, way, way longer. So having that kind of timeless perspective is a good way to infuse some flavor into your elves. Hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean they should be callous to those around them. I know some people kind of make it as an excuse to be like, "Oh, I don't care about humans because you won't be here when I'm reaching puberty." Yeah, <laughs> but. I mean, like, in Lord of the Rings, like, you know, elves, like, give a shit. <laughs> you should too. Yeah, I mean, they, they march to Helm's Deep. I'm with Peter Jackson there. I like it. Now, the book also says they have hidden woodland realms. And that doesn't necessarily mean they have to be in the woods. I think you can take this to mean they are... Secluded. Yeah, they sequester themselves from other places, other people. Yeah, they find, like, a natural landscape somewhere. Yeah, know. they're a bit elusive. And it also, I think, means they're more in touch with nature naturally. Mm -hmm. I think you can build that into their architecture and their perspective on the world. But that doesn't mean you ignore the world. In fact, the book explicitly says that elves 
can often take up adventuring just out of uh, wanderlust. They just want to see the world. They just want to explore it. And they do want adventure. Yeah, you live 700 years. I mean, you got to get bored. <laughs> Hometown, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, they like to see it change not only day to day, but decade to decade, because they have the lifespan to do it. Yeah, I have the feeling that I could imagine elves having an ambition of like knowledge and pursuit of knowledge, because it's like you live so long that it actually is yeah. valuable for you to just accumulate like culture from other races and stuff. Yeah, that would be a good one, actually. Now, elves come in a few different flavors. There are high elves, which are kind of your vanilla elf, your catch-all. Yeah, I um, guess they're the more magic-oriented ones, the more institutionalized ones. Yeah, a bit more uh, civilization-focused ones, yeah. like that kind of thing. But then to contradict that, but then to contrast that, you have wood elves who are kind of like your Lothlorien elves from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, they're the, the ones that sing and dance from The Hobbit, <laughs> <laughs> right? They live in tree houses and all that. And your dark elves or your drow, and they live... The spooky ones. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Many of them say they live in the underdark. They live underground and stuff. Just a different type of nature, really. Yeah. And they have slightly different rules attached to them. So we're going to blaze through. Let's get traits. The traits. Now, all elves get a dexterity increased by two. Your age, as we talked about, goes up to about 750. So wait, when, when are you a child versus an adult versus an old person as an elf? The book says that as an elf, you become an adult around the age of 100. Okay. So it's proportionally similar to a human. Right. Whereas I know we'll get into dwarfs, they are different. So following on from age, you have alignment. Now alignment for elves is really freedom focused. And I think that can push them towards a chaotic alignment. But going mm. back to the previous episode, that doesn't mean everything is wild, just the more gentler aspects of a chaotic. Yeah, that they value their own autonomy yeah, on exactly. being able to make moral decisions and moral judgments. Yeah, they all lean towards good. The book does say that drow tend to lead towards evil, but that doesn't mean yours have to. Mm. You can have some misunderstood drow. Elves are the same height as people, just under five foot to just over six foot, but that's weird. So I make all my elves over six foot. <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like it depends if you're a high elf versus a like dark elf or a wood elf. I, I in my mind, saying. I imagine high elves being tall because high is in the name. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, and wood elves are like squatting in trees, and maybe they're they're a the bit tiny smaller. ones. Yeah. They're like orangutans. They have really I, long arms. I completely understand what you mean, but I reject it entirely. <laughs> <laughs> they are all over six foot to me. You know, actually, I Levin told me our Indonesian friend told me that orangutan means wood people. It means like for for, forest person, person. Yeah, in Indonesian. That's really interesting. Yeah, so, you know, uh, <laughs> canon, wood elves are orangutans. <laughs> and then I feel like dark elves would be like the smallest because it's like cave, cave, we crawl on all fours. <laughs> and lastly, for your basic stats, your speed is 30. Now, elves get dark vision, and that may seem like a boon, but it's actually the normal. <laughs> There's very few races that do not have dark vision. Notably humans. Humans are one of them. <laughs> dark vision's cool. You can see in dim light as if it were bright light. You can see in dark as if it were dim light, but you can only see in shades of gray. Yeah, your vision's better. Yeah, we've covered this before mm. on our episode on 
different traits. You get a proficiency in the perception skill because of your keen senses. And because of your Fey ancestry, elves are descended from the Fey, you have an advantage on saving throws against being charmed and magic can't put you to sleep. Nice. It's pretty neat. Yeah, and one thing that I like as well is their trance. So like this is something yeah, that I think comes, comes up a lot. Up a lot. Where every day it comes up. Literally every day that you don't need to sleep. Ever. Yeah, you just meditate for four, four hours. hours yeah, half the amount of time. Means you will be on watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you say that that gives you any bonuses or benefits to alertness in sleep? Whereas, uh, like, yeah, yeah, person, if you're meditating, you're not fully asleep. Yeah. You never need to properly sleep, so you, you get some bonuses to... It might not be as easy to sneak up on you. Yeah, it's definitely something you may have to remind your DM every so often. Yeah, and as far as languages go, you speak, read, and write common and elvish. Yeah, everyone knows common, mm -hmm. all the races. And you, you will always know elvish. Yeah, so you don't get anything extra, but they're yeah, it's good languages to have. Yeah, you don't shit about the other languages. <laughs> <laughs> so your sub-races also come with a little bit of rules. If you are a high elf, your intelligence score increases by one. This is kind of good for magic. And you have weapon training. You are proficient with a longsword, short sword, short bow, and longbow. I don't know why they did them in that order. <laughs> <laughs> long, short, short, long. <laughs> but this is something that's really going to help a magic user. Being proficient in weapons without having to try a little bit of buff to your intelligence. That's good. It helps, yeah, especially when spells are precious. Yeah. You also get a cantrip, and intelligence is your spellcasting ability for it. Even if you are, say, a cleric, where wisdom would be your spellcasting ability. That's quite powerful. Cantrip. For a racial trait, having a free cantrip that, from the wizard list that yeah. you can cast using your intelligence is not bad. It's pretty good. You also, as a high elf, get an extra language, so you'll be speaking three languages. Okay, actually, you do give a shit about other languages. Only high elves. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a wood elf, your wisdom score goes up by one. Druid much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. What about weapons? Um, you have proficiency with longsword, shortsword, shortbow, longbow. <laughs> gotcha. So the exact same as high elves. Your base walking speed increases to 35 feet. This is the highest out of the base races. Yeah, that is pretty sweet, especially if you have any abilities that might have multipliers. Yeah, definitely. You can get some ridiculous effects. Yeah, it's nice to just be slightly faster than everybody. That so is, if you yeah. need to like catch up, it to means anybody, you can always run away from most creatures. Yeah, because yeah, I you're mean, always gaining five foot. Yeah, um, you also get the ability to attempt to hide even when you're only lightly obscured by foliage. Heavy rain. You could just stand in the middle <laughs> of a field in heavy rain and hide. <laughs> Falling snow, mist, yeah, you can hide easier. I'm sneaky. Yeah, don't forget that. Yeah. And lastly, the dark elves. Your charisma score increases by one. Because you're scary. Warlock, methinks. <laughs> um, superior dark vision. It's got a radius of 120 feet instead of 60 feet. However, yeah. you have disadvantage on attack rolls and on perception checks that rely on sight when you, the target of your attack, or whatever you're trying to perceive is in direct sunlight. Which kind of sucks nuts. Yeah! <laughs> like, Christ! I mean, that like, is just... If you're playing one of those games that it's, like, strict, you are dungeon diving. If right? you are it's like, this playing is the guy. a drow in a homebrew campaign, and he chooses to be a druid, 
and he gets our homebrew level 20 where he has to photosynthesize. <laughs> How does that pain. work? Pain all the time. Christ. Um, you get a few free spells. You get Dancing Lights as a cantrip. When you reach third level, you can cast Fairy Fire once every long rest. When you reach fifth level, you get the Darkness spell. Both of these are set on a long rest. And you use Charisma as your spell casting ability for both of these. Definitely getting Warlock vibes from this. And it's pretty sweet to have free spells from your race. Yeah. Like, that's not common, as we'll see. Mm. But it's pretty sweet. You also get proficiency with rapiers, short swords, and hand crossbows. You know, the rogue weapons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's drought. Yeah, so that's elves. Lastly, dwarves. Yeah, give me an ale. <laughs> Short and stout, like yeah. my ale. So dwarves also live longer than humans, no surprise. Yep. They'll live around 350 years to 400 maybe. And they have a clan structure. Which yeah, is heavy on clans. Very, it's basically family. It's a mafia. It's a mafia is what it is. Yeah, and then this is where the source of a lot of their conflicts come from and the source of a lot of like wars and stuff. It was all probably clan based. Yeah, because they're clans, they're very tight knit. So they keep grudges for a long, long, long time. Yeah, so things that happen between clans and stuff, they'll last a long time. So most of like, if you're world building, this will probably be a focal point of a lot of the dwarf clans. Yeah. And if you're playing a dwarf, you know, having a clan means more than just being a last name that you share with other people. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is a family. It's not like, say, elves attacked my country. It's elves attacked my family. Like, yeah. Even if they are this huge... All 4,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is one of the reasons dwarves might fight. They also can be quite religious. Hmm, yeah. Which is not something that pops up in other dwarven media yeah uh, yeah the, the the lamestream media doesn't exactly pop on that topic <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are they can be a bit fanatical yeah they're usually short very stout uh little teapots all of them <laughs> <laughs> so this is some of the reasons again you will probably be fighting you'll be fighting maybe for gods maybe for your family your clan yeah and usually also, for glory and gold yeah Gold is a big thing. Like Lord of the Rings dwarves, they love the shiny stuff. Yeah. So they could just be fighting, adventuring to build a fortune. Yeah, they're all like 80s uh, Wall Street yuppies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what do dwarf traits have? Traits. Traits, traits, traits. So their constitution increases by two. Stout. Yep. Their alignment is mostly lawful. I guess that could be lawful good neutral or evil yeah but that i think that kind of falls into the tradition aspect of lawful <coughs> yeah maybe no. not necessarily oh i follow all the laws written down but these traditions the clans, these family bonds these clans yeah, yeah they're really really important to them yep how how do they age so they mature at the same rate as humans which is weird for how old they can yeah. get but they're just considered young until they're 50 and then they, they've once they've got their real whiskers on. Yeah, the real beard. <laughs> <laughs> their size, between four feet and five feet tall. Mm. They are not the smallest race. They're not even the second smallest race. Yeah, they're quite a bit above like halflings and gnomes. Yeah. Speed. They're a little slower than normal. 25 foot. Yeah. So they're gonna have to fight. If you've got an angry mob chasing you, they are going to be slower than 
the angry mob of humans. Yeah, unless there's a large distance. (laughs) Dwarves are not natural spiders. (laughs) (laughs) So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind that you will be losing ground on average. Yeah. Well, at least you have dark vision. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 60 feet, just like everyone else. Yeah. Dwarven resilience. You have advantage on saving throws against poisons, and you have resistance against poison damage. Makes sense, considering all the ale they drink. (laughs) Right? Which is like poison. I mean, you're basically any mob above challenge rating 5, resistant to poison. Yeah. You also get dwarven combat training. So, yeah, what kind of weapons do you get? Battle axe, hand axe, light hammer, and war hammer. You know, the dwarven ones. The ones for mining and hitting a skull. Exactly. (laughs) But you do get some tool proficiencies. So this will be smith's tools, brewer's supplies, or mason's tools. Yeah, so you can... Like building and making things. Yeah, it's all making things. They can come in handy quite often. They can also play a big part in just you as a character. Yeah. You get a ability called Stone Cunning as well. Whenever you make an intelligence history check related to the origin of stonework, you are considered proficient in the history skill and add double your proficiency bonus to the check. Yeah, it's like whenever your dad goes to another dad's house and he starts asking about like the support beams, and he, like <laughs> that dad has to know everything. In that moment, he has to know everything about the structure of his house because that's what he's going to exactly. do for the next 20 minutes. This is actually really useful, yeah. especially if you're dungeon diving, being able to find like, oh, this stonework was made by trolls. Yeah. Okay, there might be trolls down here. Yeah, so, so it'll to... give you extra yeah, um, I'm information gonna have to on the area. Fight some regenerating stuff. You can prepare for it. There's some mighty fine stonework over here. <laughs> so you don't even need proficiency in the history check for this, but you get expertise automatically. You double your proficiency. Yeah. As for languages, you can read, speak, and write common and dwarvish. As you would expect. Now dwarves come in two flavors, hill dwarves and mountain dwarves. If you choose hill dwarf, your wisdom score increases by one and you get a bit more tough. Your hit point maximum is increased by one every time you gain a level. So you get an extra hit point every level. That's a pretty common race for like clerics. Yeah. Right. Wisdom yeah. and toughness. Yeah. It's it's why the cleric on the splash page of the, the picture is, is uh, <laughs> yeah. They don't always choose those optimized races. I guess yeah. but that one works. And um, the next one, the mountain dwarf. Yeah. Guess where they live. <laughs> Your strength <laughs> goes up by two, and you have proficiency with light and medium armor. Maybe this is a paladin, something like that, with yeah. a certain subclass. Yeah. Pretty self-explanatory. Yep. So you like to hit stuff. The differences between the sub-races in dwarves, I feel, matter much less than the difference between the sub-races in elves. Yeah. How pointy is your house? (laughs) (laughs) There's actually only a few races that have sub-races. They also mention the Dalga, who are a kind of dark dwarf. They live underground. They can use magical abilities to become invisible or temporarily grow. But there's no stats given in the player's handbook to be them. Maybe you'll fight them later. (laughs) Maybe, maybe something will come up. Keep following us. But yeah, that's it for today. Races, pretty chill episode. Yep, starting with the easy ones, going towards the weird ones. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yep, message us. Message us, tobyatrollsaswrittenshow.com. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Help us on Patreon. Anything and all is extremely appreciated. Yeah, and just generally send us your love and spirit so that I can form my ultimate spirit bomb. I've been yeah, working on this for quite some time. 
And everyone makes fun of me because my spirit bomb is smaller than their spirit bombs. <laughs> JT hasn't coalesced into a seeable form for a while, and it's become a bit weird recording with someone I can't see. I just, I need more power. <laughs> you need so to believe. I'm send like, us that power in a pre-stamped envelope, <laughs> preferably with a crazy straw. <laughs> a paper one, because we're we're with it. <laughs> But until next time, take care. Au revoir. Goodbye.